Hello, and welcome to Boston Private Perspectives. I'm Shannon Sakosha, Chief Investment Officer at Boston Private, and I want to first thank you for joining us today. And for all of you who have been tuning in on a weekly basis to hear our thoughts, we thank you as well. As we move into the end of June, it certainly feels like we have digested a lot in the capital markets, as well as in our day-to-day lives, over a relatively short period of time. The resilience of all of us has been tested, and while there have been both successes and failures as we fight this global pandemic, the impact of this crisis on all of us is likely to be long-lasting and, for many people, transformative. Whether learning to work more efficiently remotely, looking at a potential job change as the services industry suffers, considering the way our children will grow and learn in the future, or even where we will live and if a different lifestyle would allow for greater flexibility in where we plant our roots. This time of introspection could also extend to your financial well-being. With healthcare costs rising in general, the threat of the coronavirus to all of us has created a heightened awareness around what we will need to take care of ourselves should we fall ill. While we often refer to a rainy day fund in the context of individuals, it applies to our extended families and to our businesses as well. How prepared are we to manage through something like this? Do we have enough cash on hand? Do we have the proper plans in place? I know I came into this knowing that even though I'm providing advice every day, I wasn't sure if I was completely prepared if something were to happen to me or my spouse. And after taking some time to go through a full review of my financial situation, I'm feeling much more comfortable now that we have an appropriate plan in place in the event of an emergency. I understand that it might seem daunting to try to start this process when there are so many other challenges in our day-to-day lives right now. So at the very least, I want to recommend a mid-year review of your goals and your portfolio. As I mentioned earlier, a lot has happened in the last six months. And it makes sense that given the sharp drop and steep recovery in the equity markets, that you may not necessarily fill up to a portfolio deep dive at this time. But our view is that these are the best times to have this discussion for three reasons. One, the feelings are fresh, but not too fresh. Just like when someone sends you an annoying text or email and you avoid immediately responding, during a market decline, it is best to let emotions take a back seat during these times of heightened volatility and uncertainty, and allow the portfolios to be managed according to your long-term goals and in line with your advisor's best thinking. However, once some of this volatility has subsided, it is important to talk about how it made you feel. Were you overly concerned? Did you want to have more cash or bonds to help insulate from the equity market moves? Or were you feeling that you could have been positioned with a greater portion of your portfolio in risk assets and still felt that you could sleep well at night? A year removed from this point, you will likely feel differently, especially if risk assets continue to move higher, as we expect them to do over the next few years. Two, things have changed. You would be hard-pressed to find anyone who feels like their life is the same as it was in January. And while you may think these changes are subtle, and wouldn't impact your portfolio needs. It is important to share any changes you may be anticipating in lifestyle, spending, estate planning, or philanthropy as a result of what's happening today. We are also starting to look out longer term as we face the challenges of a rising deficit and a healthcare system that clearly is in need of repair, whether through a public solution or a change in the way we approach private care. 
While the upcoming election will have potential near-term ramifications, which we will be talking about in detail over the next few months, we believe that these structural stresses are likely to be something both parties will need to face head-on. And we can help navigate through what could be a very dynamic period in Washington over the next five to ten years. Three, the opportunities that are going to be presented over the course of the next few years may be different than what has done well over the past decade. U.S. stocks and bonds have been the clear winners, and most portfolios tend to have a significant bias towards those asset classes. While it is incredibly difficult to time just when these asset class rotations will occur, over time, mean reversion does tend to right these imbalances. Even within U.S. stocks, we have experienced a massive period of outperformance for growth over value. And while that trend, along with the outperformance of U.S. assets, could certainly continue, rebalancing exposures over time to allow for portfolios to be exposed to the next area of opportunity is incredibly important. By reviewing your portfolio on a periodic basis, these better opportunities can be identified and unintended risks of overconcentration to assets, which may not have as much future potential, can be mitigated. On that topic, let me take a couple of minutes to talk about the importance of rebalancing in general, and also touch on taxes and dollar cost averaging. Rebalancing back to longer-term strategic asset allocation targets is a critical part of portfolio management. While portfolio construction is always the first step, and the implementation through the purchase of stocks, bonds, ETFs, mutual funds, or alternatives, whatever really, is important, maintaining the asset allocation over time is what creates discipline, and discipline is what allows investors to avoid the behavioral traps I discussed in our podcast on May 7th. But rebalancing is trading, and more importantly, it usually involves trimming outperformers in favor of market-performing or underperforming assets. This applies at the individual security level, but in our view, rebalancing is even more impactful at the asset class level. So what about taxes? We of course are mindful of tax considerations, but a strategic systematic approach to rebalancing over time, we believe will produce better outcomes, even if it results in capital gains taxes over time, provided they are reasonable. What about the other side of the coin? What if you have cash to invest in the market? Much has been discussed and written over the years about dollar cost averaging, and you have likely seen plenty of infographics, even from us, describing missing the best or worst days in the market and how dollar cost averaging can help you avoid these one-time blips. Two thoughts on this. One, dollar cost averaging into equities over a short period of time can insulate your portfolio from those one-day anomalies but we would caution that there are opportunity costs associated with dragging that process out. Moving into the strategic asset allocation that has been deemed appropriate for your portfolio is the best way to try to create the desired outcome longer term. The second is that for individual bond portfolios, which we do manage for a lot of our clients, the benefits of dollar cost averaging are limited at best. Because the bond market is still very inefficient, dollar cost averaging tends to occur naturally, especially if the portfolio is being actively managed. Therefore, we advise against creating a more programmatic approach when buying individual bonds. So 
In summary, it's a good time to take a look at your portfolio and talk to your advisor about the things I've touched on here. Portfolio management and advice is an ongoing process, and the foundation of that process is communication. While we look for you to communicate concerns and potential changes with us, we have a lot to share with you as well as we grapple with the economic effects of the coronavirus, escalating tensions with China, and what is likely to be one of the most contentious presidential elections in history on the horizon. Thanks again for listening to this week's podcast. I want to encourage all of you to reach out to our team here at Boston Private with any questions or concerns you may have. Providing guidance and support as a trusted advisor is our mission. If you have any specific questions or thoughts on my points today, you can find me on Twitter, at Shannon Sakosha. You can also read our latest perspectives on the markets, the economy, taxes, estate planning, and a variety of other topics by visiting bostonprivate.com. And if you want all of this information delivered right to your inbox, I encourage you to sign up for our newsletters while you're there. Be sure to subscribe to the Boston Private Perspectives on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify, wherever you prefer to listen. And I look forward to coming to you once again from my home studio next week. This podcast is solely for informational purposes and is not a solicitation or an offer to buy any security or instrument or to participate in any trading strategy. The opinions expressed and information contained in this podcast are given in good faith, may be subject to change without notice, and are as of the date issued. All sourced information is believed to be reliable but has not been independently verified. This podcast discusses general market activity, industry or sector trends, or other broad-based economic, market, or political conditions and should not be construed as personalized investment advice. The following does not represent a complete analysis of every material fact with respect to the topics covered herein. All investments carry a risk of loss. Neither BPW nor its investment professionals or representatives provide tax, accounting, or legal advice. Listeners should review any planned financial transactions or arrangements that may have tax, accounting, or legal implications with their advisors. For additional information about us, please refer to our Form ADV Disclosure Brochure, which may be obtained by contacting us at 800-422-6172 or info at bostonprivate.com. Private banking and trust services are offered through Boston Private Bank and Trust Company, a Massachusetts chartered trust company. Wealth management services are offered through Boston Private Wealth, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor and wholly-owned subsidiary of Boston Private Bank and Trust Company. Boston Private Bank is an FDIC member and equal housing lender. Investments are not FDIC-insured, not bank-guaranteed, and may lose value.